Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 133 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. I'm going to get to a couple things here before we bring in John Shannon, our NHL insider. Special shout-out at this time to Jonathan Willis, uh, along with Daniel Nugent-Bowmans and uh, Jeff uh, Domey. Uh, they all are with The Athletic. I did the Oil Can podcast. Uh, Brendan's going to tweet out a link. Real heavy Oiler discussion sort of into, uh, hey, we do a show called Oilers Now every day, but some different stuff talked about it, and uh, had a good time doing that we just had david staples on the show and he solicited quite a response uh, david's done some extensive writing uh, for the edmonton journal on the whole covid19 situation and the government's handling of it val from the high desert of northeast colorado has texted us on our ashley fine floors text line i applaud david staples work and his intellectual honesty more david staples bob not less and again you can continue to text us at uh our Oilers now account at 780-496-0063. Bob, David Staples is a great addition to the show. I don't always agree with him, but a fresh viewpoint is great. That one comes to us uh, from Bob. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Bob, David is a credible journalist with articles published on a national level about the topic of COVID-19. And... Uh, and basically, the gist of where David's coming from here is that Canada followed the World Health Organization's approach for far too long. Byron in Winnipeg says, Bob, David is bang on. Stop listening to who? One of the most corrupt organizations. Globalization does not work. Take care of your own backyard first from Byron in Winnipeg, who adds, I like the Slepeshev offer. All right. Uh, a whole bunch of perspectives there. Let's bring aboard John Shannon, our NHL insider, who uh, has some strong views too, but not everybody agrees with those. And, and isn't that, it's funny, John, whenever sports people dwell into politics, usually we immediately get the text or call, hey, Bob, stay in your lane. And I can always tell what side, as a centrist, what side of the political spectrum uh, somebody's on. And I'll give you an illustration. I said, when I watch CNN or NBC or sometimes Fox, immediately I had guys that were, you know, to the right, uh, chiding me for referencing CNN and NBC first. And uh, conversely, if I'm too center right on a uh, financial issue or an economical issue, I hear it from the leftists. So that's kind of how it works. Stay in your lane. How hard is it for you to stay in your lane, John Shannon? Uh, I think I've learned, not necessarily the hard way, but I, I, I you know, for instance, 
on social media, uh, you, if you follow me, you don't see very much political stuff, if at all. Right. There might be one in a million uh, for me. Uh, I can count, on, I think, on one hand of, I think I've tweeted more than 20,000 times. I think I can count on one hand that I was doing non-hockey. Uh, so I, I think when people follow you, they follow you to uh, hear, hear what, what supposedly is your expertise. Uh, on the other hand, uh, as a media person, uh, the, uh, the world that we see and the world we watch uh, every day between MSNBC, CNN, and Fox is absolutely fascinating to see. Oh, there's no question. I mean, take it one step further. Look at the coverage of Epstein. Actually, look at how quiet the coverage of Epstein became, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, that, that, that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, no, but, but seriously, John, like, it is fascinating to watch. Did you see, uh, sorry, what was the movie that came out about Fox that had all the, uh, you know, the, the, the superstar actors that were in it? Uh, I, I watched oh, it. yeah. What was that? Uh, it was the, Somebody it was the Megan Kelly story. Megan Kelly and, uh, yeah, uh, I, I actually was up for a few Academy Awards. Shorty was it Bombshell? Was it, yeah, I know. Them. What was it called? Bombshell. Bombshell. Was that that's it? right. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was really well done. It was really well done. Uh, you know, I mean, I, 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 like, I from our Oilers now account, or from our, uh, from my, from from my account on Twitter, I, I almost exclusively focus on the Oilers, yeah. other than to praise maybe sports documentaries or something like that. I, I saw one last night. I'm not a, a mixed martial arts fan. Uh, you know, it was really slow to warm to it. Uh, Drew Remenda has made me a little bit of a fan of it, which is why I tend to, I might be more willing to engage Louis if push came to shove than than. Drew, because Drew kind of scares me a little bit because he practices this stuff Drew on a day by day basis. Day. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I, I don't if think Drew, people if Drew realize goes off how. Kilter, watch out. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, but he is a heavy fan of the UFC and mixed martial arts. And uh, for the listeners that have not seen uh, the uh, Chuck and Tito ESPN 30 for 30, I thought it was stellar. Like I mean, and those are really as two guys that love television production, John. Those ESPN thirty for thirties are really well done. And you know what? They it's fascinating that whole thirty for thirty scenario started under the guise of a guy named Mark Shapiro, who's made huge impact in our business for for decades. Uh, and they were they were supposed to be designed on the cheap. They were supposed to be filler programming initially and not use footage because they didn't want to pay for footage and they were going to use still photography because they had a deal with Getty Photography. Uh, and it just went from there. And the 30 for 30 celebrating the 30th anniversary of ESPN and their whole documentaries has proved that there is a place in our market uh, for documentaries, which is one of the reasons why I think that the Connors documentary uh, was received yep. so well. I think there's a time and a place for things like that all the time. Yeah, no, it's 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 really well done uh, television. All right, uh, yesterday, let's get to it. And we gave you a heads up. You knew we were going to go down this path. Uh, the commissioner of the National Hockey League, I believe it was on NBC, uh, did a quick little availability. Yeah. Uh, he had this to say, John, on, and, and we'll put you on hold here so you can hear it, on the NHL's plans moving forward. From an NHL standpoint, and I'm sure this is what the other leagues are doing, uh, we're viewing all of our options. We want to be ready to go as soon as we get a green light. And the green light may not be crystal clear because there may still be some places in the country where you can't play and other places where you can. 
Uh, we're looking at all options. Nothing's been ruled in. Nothing's been ruled out. And it's largely going to be determined, what we do, uh, by how much time there is, because we have next season to focus on as well, and, and the health of the country. And by the country, I mean both Canada and the U.S., obviously. All right. Uh, so... And I know that the maybe the percentages have dropped uh, in terms of where, you know, I, I was maybe 50-50 out of the gate. Uh, he talked about next season. And do you think that next season plays a factor in, in, in how far they can go this season for, John? Uh, well, here, here's, here's the thing, Bob. I think what they want to guarantee is that they play an 82-game schedule and they have the Stanley Cup playoffs as per normal next year. So you tell me, and there'll have to be a few changes, a few modifications, maybe no five-day breaks, maybe no all-star game, uh, which was supposed to be, or maybe no outdoor games, um, uh, uh, maybe no Christmas break. But per, uh, I, I do think that they don't want, and I think from, and we've maintained this all along, and I've been told that they don't want to compromise next year's 82-game schedule and Stanley Cup playoffs. So when when can that start? Can that start as late as the first week in November without compromising it, be, knowing that you can finish the last week in June and get ready for free agency, get ready for the expansion draft for Seattle? Uh, those are the types of things that really I think that they're trying to maintain. So then, then if you know that, let's just say the first of November. Um, if you know that, then you can kind of figure out where their their thinking is. And as I've talked about before, they do want to finish the regular season. If that means they can start August first, then start August first. There's 189 or 182 games left in the regular season. Finish those and then start the playoffs and be finished by the 1st of October. And you've got 30 days to prepare for the next season. So that may not be the worst scenario, but that's certainly one. And, uh, I mean, you'd have no better source than the commissioner to say they're exploring everything, and I truly believe they are. Um, all right, so in, in that model, you're suggesting they play some more regular season games, right? I do, because I, I, do, I, I think that in many ways, uh, I mean, I, I think you have to respect the conditioning and, and, and the players yeah. and trying to get back into game form. Uh, and you'd, I don't think you'd want to jump right away to the playoffs and rule out 15 teams. I think you'd probably want to involve everybody at a certain point, and then you can, then you have the the, the stature of that 82-game schedule or somewhere about there uh, that allows everybody to say, okay, now here's how the draft lottery works. Here's how the, here's how uh, a few other things work uh, when it comes to a full regular season. All right. Do you think there's a possibility? And again. You said they've looked at every option. What oh, if they, they went have. to say seven? Bob, well, they've, they've, so, they've looked at playing in your basement. Come on now. Okay. Possibility maybe they cap it at 78 games for the regular season? Oh, I, I think anything's possible now. Yes, I, I really do. I think what you're, if, you're going to, if you're going to play regular season games, though, what you have to do is you have to ensure that every team plays the same amount of games and hopefully the same amount of home games versus away games. Yeah, so, that, I, I, that. I mean, listen, the, the, so the, the season finished 
It was put on pause on the 11th of March, and March. it was supposed to finish April the 4th. So what's that, 20, 25 days? Yep. You know, or 23 days, rather, 23 days. So they, they, if, if they even were able to plug in the rest of the games on exactly the same days for, uh, for August, they'd be finished before the end of August. Yeah, but then how the heck would they get all the playoff games done September and October? Well, we kind of think, uh, I, again, I, I think that they've considered best three best out of five fives? as opposed yeah. to best four out of seven. Well, if they go if they go best of fives, they get it done in forty days. Yeah, they can yeah, sure. right. I mean, each or each five again, game series with the, with the players' permission, you do what we used to have when when we started this uh, league in black and white, as you used to play uh, f- four games in five nights. You know, two yeah. in uh, you know two home games, travel two in uh, in uh, in the road city in five days. <laughs> I mean, there is the other way to do it. Just say revert back to everybody got 68 games in. That's the fewest amount of games. Just go based on what everybody's record was at the 68 game mark. But I'll give you two different scenarios. In that situation, if you just eliminated the last three games of everybody's schedule, Uh Winnipeg would get screwed. And the Oilers uh, at the 68 game mark... I believe if you just took their final three games away, it would be playing Calgary. Conversely, if you took the first three games of the season away, remember Edmonton started 5-0, and so they were 3-0 and in their first three. The Oilers would be going to Vancouver to uh, going on the road to start a opening round playoff series. Yeah. So, But you were the guy, of anybody out there, John, I think you were the first guy to mention a six, you know, just capping 68 games for everybody. Which is, which is the minimum amount of games that some teams have already played in the regular right. season. And that's why right. I say that's why I said call it at 68 games, give them a 7-day camp to get ready for sh- to to be in shape and start the regular season again. Yeah, interesting stuff. We're joined right now by John Shannon. Uh, this is, you know, the, the we had Rich Winter on the show yesterday. We know that the uh, NHLPA had a meeting. Do you think there's any possibility at all that we'll see a version of a, a rollback here over the next couple of years? Uh, a rollback. In salary for the players? Well, I mean, we've seen as much as 25% cut back before. Yeah, but this one, this is a that roll, that rollback was based on uh, the economics, and I, Rich and I have disagreed for, about this for years. The economics of the game needed needed an adjustment. Um, I, I'm not sure the economics of the game need an adjustment now. Uh, in the long term, maybe in the short term, for three or four months, as the economies in both countries gets back to scale. Uh, but at the same time, I think by you know if, it would be difficult to have a complete rollback when you know six months from now, if everything everything does go back to normal, that the economies in both countries will be rolling again. Yeah, I mean that's the, John, the, the problem t- was that, that there were, you know the haves and the have-nots um, in the NHL at one point with the initial rollback. I think what was the first cap? Thirty-seven million. Um, something like that. And that you know, that was needed so that every team could could play on that level. All right. Uh, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. This uh, 
Text comes in from Hawes. He says, Bob, uh, there are public health experts in California that predict no sports before U.S. Thanksgiving. Uh, that is true, that that's the case. Um, and another texter says, uh, a question for John here, why isn't the NHL doing what the WWE is doing? Most people have TV and Internet. We can watch from home, close to 2 million watching, uh, breaking records for WWE events. Just saying. Uh, the sense I get, John, is that's not necessarily an appetite that a lot of NHL owners, a path that a lot of NHL owners would want to go down, is it? I don't think so. I think that that's the, the last resort. Uh, you know, this is still um, a gate-driven league. Close to 50% of all revenues still comes from tickets, unlike um, unlike the other big three uh, sports in, uh, in North America. So I, I think that there's a real desire to make sure you play and make sure you play in front of fans if and when possible. But I, again, as, as Gary said earlier in that clip, <laughs> anything is possible at this point. John, we appreciate your time. Have hey, a good wait, Easter by the way, weekend. You that, where were you 40 years ago today? 40 years 40. ago today. Uh, so i got to go back to 1980. Well, uh, I was probably... Yeah, yeah, I was probably watching the Oilers and the Philadelphia Flyers play the opening round of the NHL playoffs. Stanley Cup playoffs. Which game? Yeah. First which ever game was NHL it? Stanley Cup playoff game for the Edmonton Oilers in Philadelphia. Took, uh, Gretzky got a, I didn't score, I scored, I had a point, but 40 years ago today, man, that makes us all feel a little old. Pretty sure in that game, Dave Lumley pumped Brian Propp in a fight. Yes, he did. Yes, he did? Yeah, he did. Uh, he'll be, he'll, he'll and, be stoked and, uh, there. The Oilers lost a series in three straight games, but the double overtime game at the Coliseum was absolutely one for the ages. It was played on a Friday night. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a great series, great series. The the Oilers they overtime the first game they lost five five one in the second and then double overtime in the third one. And Philadelphia, as I recall, was a pretty good team in seventy nine eighty eight. Didn't they like go undefeated in like thirty three or thirty four games or something? Thirty five. They went twenty five okay. and ten for Pat Quinn, and they took, went all the way to the Stanley Cup final and lost to Bob Nystrom's overtime goal in Game Six. It was offside. Hey, John, great stuff. It wasn't offside. The producer would have caught that. The producer would have caught that. <laughs> awesome stuff, John. Thanks for your time. Bye. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider. Brent Ridge Ford and Wetaskiwin focused on your health and peace of mind, and they're proud to be a part of Ford Canada's built to lend and program, helping their customers through these difficult times. Committed to social responsibility, safety, and supporting their valued clients through flexible financing, online sales and support, and even delivery and mobile service. Find out more about how Brent Ridge Ford is built to lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visiting brentridge.com. Uh, Rich, Uncle Milt, Johnny, uh, they're all out there at Brent Ridge. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ford, they'll take care of you, trust me. When we come back, uh, a couple of this day's in Oilers history on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Jujar Kara from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. This is Oilers Now. Oh, yes, indeed. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years at Royal Pizza. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, you can visit royalpizza.ca or download their app at the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The Stoffer recommendation at uh, Royal Pizza's The Mediterranean Chicken. And a reminder, Royal Pizza is open uh, for delivery and takeout. To this day in Oilers history, we have two that we're going to do today. Uh, so, Brennan, you can drop the puck first. Sure, I'll start in 2000 when the Oilers got a four-point night from Alex Selivanov who tallied a hat trick and a helper to propel Edmonton past the Flames 6-3 at the Canadian Airlines Saddle Dome. They did chase Freddie Brathwaite after 40 minutes and then Grant Fear replaced him for the third. And also on this date, and you're going to tweet the game out for me at the end of the show today, game one of Edmonton's playoff series between the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens in the 1981 playoffs. Wayne Gretzky records five assists. Uh, the Oilers had a couple injured goaltenders. Uh, Eddie Mio would have been one of them. Ron Lowe was the other. They had to go with a rookie named Andy Moog. Uh, Coffee was fantastic. Gary Curry was really going. The great one, Wayne Gretzky, five assists. And that's when the belief started that maybe Edmonton was on to something special. Reed Wilkins will be on from Inside Sports, which uh, during these COVID-19 pandemic times is from 7 to 8 o'clock following the 6.30 chat uh, in the Global News Hour every night at 6 p.m. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll tell you that tomorrow, Louis DeBrus from Sportsnet and Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical prefabrication solar. There'll be two of our guests. We're still working on two other guests as well. But up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen, followed by the 6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Stay safe and stay home. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.